0: slashers your new favorite podcast for all your new favorite horror media and uh, it sounds like i'm going solo today but no that is not the case we actually got a new co-host here and uh you know he's someone he's been my best friend for years and years and years and uh, i'm happy to bring him abroad here because uh, he's got so much knowledge on these films and uh you know trust me the, the cum will be squirting out of your ears so without further ado this is mr
1: coker mr coker welcome to slashers podcast You've mentioned me like every other episode. Somehow I'm mentioned, and I always feel honored. So now, now that guy that you've only heard about on the previous episodes, folks, is now part of the show. So yeah, it's crazy. It's weird because I always thought you were always like felt part of it. Uh, like I was there in spirit, watching. Just like yeah, why aren't you? Yeah. Why aren't you mentioning the mean spirited, the uh, mean spiritedness of Carnosaur? Uh,
0: yeah, well, now you can do that here. Because the, cause the crazy thing is, I know you guys saw it in the Patreon episode that I just uh, finished uploading, but Jake was gone. Uh, Jake was gone for an—in fact, he was going to be gone permanently— and Aid and I were going to take over. So it's like it, it would, would have been a little hard because, you know, life happens and stuff like yeah, that. You know,
1: guys, um, the thing about podcasters, guys, is like we're all we all just have lives, you know, shit happens. Life happens. And sometimes you got to take a break. Sometimes you got to step away, you know. And it, my thing is, I know Jake is such a integral part of the show. I mean, he. I don't want to throw you and Adrian under the bus, guys, but it feels like Jake is like the one like lifting the mast and then you and Andrea are on top of the mask with pirate hats going, yarg, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's kind of the format of the show, to be honest. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, with Jake taking a bit of a break, now I'm like, are all three of us, oh shit, are you two under the mask and I'm the one now on top of the pirate hat going, yarg? Because that's what it feels like.
0: No, no, no. In fact, uh, the, the way it is, I feel like it's easier with four hosts because, you know, Adam's not on the podcast anymore, so, you know, I'm, I'm wishing him the best. Um, I haven't spoken to him for a bit, but, um, yeah, I hope you're doing good if you're listening to this episode, Adam.
1: You were the original stoner of the group.
0: Yeah, so now we we, we replaced, uh, we, got, we got another stoner in the group here. But that's fine, Coker, because I feel like this film's, you know, with thanks gorging this month is this month's theme here. What other better film than this? And a lot of people, like, here's the thing. So, a lot of you metadata people out there, this this movie isn't going to pick up any traction. So, we got to make it like, like oh, th- we found the 1970s mukbang movie, the original Nikocado avocado movie. It
1: is, y- you can call it 70s French mukbang, the dark comedy. And how, what is this movie, Doug? Uh, this
0: movie is called Le Grand Bouffe. Le Grand Bouffe. Or the nickname for your dog. Yeah, we call him Boof. But uh, So when I think of Le Grand Boof, I think of a big, fat Mr. P uh, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sitting there. But, but um, so this film here from 1973, I, I didn't know about it until, in fact, funny thing is, one of Jake's favorite movies, uh, a Blood Diner, Jackie Kong, when I was over at uh, her place a few weeks ago, she was talking about like Grand Boof. And I'm just like, Le Grand Boof, what the hell is that? And I look up Arrow's Blu-ray
1: library. Yeah, Arrow put it out. I was really happy for that.
0: Yeah, now this film here, if you guys aren't aware with muckbanging, for you for you boomers, the muckbanging is a, a very popular YouTube uh, – I, I don't even want to call it like a channel, but it's more of like a, a culture where you sit down and you eat and you pig out and you don't stop. You're, you're eating and the eating and eating. The sound
1: is recorded.
0: The sound of
1: food being eaten going – yeah, yeah. You know, uh, like that with- gross-ass sound. Somehow, a lot of people like that. and I'm just thinking to myself.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially with people eating
1: pickles. Okay, whatever flows your boat, guys. Now, gr- La is kind is kind of aspects of that, but it actually is far more deeper than you guys think. Hold up, we need to explain the plot of the movie. We've been selling this shit without the base.
0: Oh, yeah, well, let me just get you going here. Have you ever seen a movie that shows food-eating as unappealing as possible like the food looks good but when they're eating it it's just and it's not like gorging themselves
1: you know what's funny Doug is you sold this movie to me as if they were like doing the skit from Money Python and the Meaning of Life oh, you know yeah. with the big you know they you sold it to me like the movie was that and the movie wasn't that at all it was them constantly eating but them eating myself eating so large portions and then breaks and then doing it so often and it was like guys you need to take a break
0: yeah, yeah. So, we're, yeah, exactly. That's going to, into the whole muckbanging thing. But, you know, with Thanksgiving you're going to have the morbidly obese family members over stuffing their faces down here. Now, tonight's film, it came out from 1973. Um, it is available on Tubi, but for some reason, I had the same issue on my Roku. It would not pop up for whatever reason. So it's like Tubi's trying to hide this film. I think
1: it's because it's an NC-17 rated film. Yeah, it is NC-17, Yeah type in a broad search on Google and then follow the Tubi link from there.
0: Yeah, it it just doesn't pop up. And when I saw the NC-17, I'm like,
1: why is this movie NC-17? It's not, it is very sexual of a film, but it's not that, you know, I don't even think I saw one penis in that movie. No, there's no penis, but
0: you want to know why they got the NC-17? Because they were having sex with food apparently, and uh, in America and Fran- France, that's fine. But in America, oh, that's a no no. You know, yeah, the, it was sexual. I was I was reading the Wikipedia. So sexual arousal with food, and then I guess like there's that scene with the with the bar gauge manifold where he like sticks it up her cooch. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, remember?
0: Yeah, yeah. But see, we're going too far in the plot. So this we haven't even told them the plot of the movie. We've been like, damn. Yeah, we were getting distracted. Yeah, what the fuck is it that, that? You know. So this movie, well, why don't you give a description, Coker? Because, yeah. Grand Booth is a
1: 1973 French, I would call it a dark com- a comedy and a commentary on consumerism, overindulgence, and capitalism about four bourgeoisie men who go to one of their friend's mansion in the countryside where they plan to eat themselves to death. Now, not exactly in the Monty Python, meaning of life, constantly shove food in their mouth way, but more in a they're constantly cooking and they're constantly eating kind of a way. And this is before A24, guys, but this is like dark comedy A24. It takes its time, there's beautiful cinematography, the characters are all very interesting, plus the movie gets very sexual at times too, because they invite some prostitutes over to overindulge in all the food and funny, one of the nicer guys, supposedly, but he's really more of a creep in the beginning, he invites a school teacher over. And the fucking school teacher is more wild than any of the prostitutes. She's fucking all of them. The prostitutes only fuck one of them. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we don't like food that much. I'm like, yeah.
0: who says that they don't like food that much?
1: Well, the really skinny blonde one.
0: Yeah, well, I gotta tell you, I have notes here. What did you think about that lamp? This movie has the biggest fucking lampshade I've ever seen. I-, I thought it was getting bigger. I'm just sitting there like, holy shit. Like-
1: but anyways, guys, uh, the movie then starts to take a little bit of darker turns when the school teacher just starts kind of playing with all the men there. And then slowly the men start to die. They start to die one by one. Not e- either by like shitting themselves to death, which I felt bad about that character. Oh,
0: yeah. The one who had a heart attack or the one that had the shit explode in his face? The one
1: that had the shit explosion. Yeah. One guy has a heart attack. Another, another like shits himself to death. You know, it's another has a heart attack on a table while the school teacher is jerking him off. It, they all get these sad, fucked up deaths. And you know what's crazy is. When one of them dies, they just stick their body in the cellar and they keep eating.
0: Yeah, they keep eating and then there's that shot of dogs outside.
1: Yeah, and you ever notice that the more they die, the more dogs show up?
0: Yeah, because the dogs want to eat them. It's the cycle of life. But uh, yeah, th- th- now the thing is too. There's another sexual fetish in this film with the school teacher where she gets naked and sits on a cake. Sits
1: on a cake. Yeah, there's there's a there's a focus on the derriere in this movie. There's no focus on titties. It is it is an ass centric film.
0: But it's not necessarily like like Nicki Minaj style ass. It's it's like like. Uh a goddess, like you see, like in Greek. Remember the like the little fluffy asses, yeah.
1: A lot, of, a lot of those asses. Not like, not like the bubble butt asses, and not like the model asses. It's very feels. It feels natural. Natural. Ass. natural. There we go. Yeah, it feels natural. Real, there is a love of natural ass in this film. <laughs>
0: well, I'm glad you picked that out here. Now, can you tell, like, if you didn't hear any language, can you tell this is a perfectly. This is a French movie. Oh,
1: this is French as fuck, dude. This is French yeah. as fuck. The the way they, photo- they, they, they shoot the very gloomy, foggy European city, the very French. The music that plays is incredibly French. The way the characters talk to each other, their mannerisms, the way there's a focus on the culinary arts, so fucking French.
0: Yeah, so this one here, guys, you could definitely find it on Tubi. Uh, it was a shot. It was one that I've wanted to see for a bit, and it's almost like Freaks. It's like you, you got a good yeah. if you want like really obscure like uh, initiation into like the films that were prestigiously made, mm-hmm. but almost like have a cult following of like uh, either like something like like Freaks and a movie like Freaks could never be made today. This film, I don't think could ever be made today either because I'm thinking the cast the cast is eaten themselves to death on the set so you think when crap services comes around they're like fuck no i don't want to
1: eat food you you could hypothetically god i hate saying that i i fuck i'm sorry that was very bench beer thing they hypothetically you know fuck that guy um you could technically make a modern day youtube version of this but get like those really really morbidly obese people who will eat for entertainment too get like several of them can several of the mukbang people all like trapped in a room and they can't leave until they eat themselves to death? And then they have to eat themselves. They have to eat each other. <laughs> to eat themselves. Now, tra- indi- uh, give it a fucking cannibal ending. There you go. That's how you remake Le Grand Duf. But the, sadly, I don't feel like you would be able to make the remake as sexual as the original because the original is like 1970s French. Could you fucking imagine the sexual liberation of that culture in that time?
0: Well, that's what I said. This movie really symbolizes food as sexual liberation. Like, I mean, like, they're fucking on the table. Oh, oh, and this movie also has fucking while farting.
1: Yeah, that, that was the gross part. Like, that was – plus, ugh, one of the characters is, like, eating food while the other character is just farting directly into it. And I'm just like, it.
0: <laughs> well, see, that's the, that's the cycle of life. That's what <laughs> happens when you go to Walmart, you know? You go to Walmart, I'm expecting you someone to keep farting in my face while I'm ordering <laughs> – God. But you know what I mean? Oh, and then uh the face too. I mean, the one guy who has a heart attack in the in the bed, and he's still he's still eating his mashed potatoes. He has a heart attack, he's like, ah, I mean, that's just me every time I eat Taco Bell. So
1: Oh. I'm sorry for the in-joke coming, guys, but this one's for Doug, and we are both, of course, high right now. Yes, this is the stoner episode. So, um Can you imagine if they if you remade this but Nick is one of them? <laughs> and oh. he has the mashed potatoes going, ah! <laughs>
0: Well, I have Nick and, uh, my, and his friend, uh, we are doing that movie, The Shit Eaters, or Trash Juice, so there will be some shit eating.
1: Excited for Trash Juice, dude. <laughs>
0: yeah, Trash Juice It's going to be a punk rock musical.
1: Hey, all you mutant goons. I just wanted to pop
0: in and wish you all a happy Thanksgiving, as well as let you know about our Black Friday deals on slasherspod.redbubble.com. Be sure to check it out this Friday and see all of our new designs by Jake. Hopefully there's not a lot of cheese made this year, as Doug would say. And I hope your gorging is fantastic.
1: Ah. But back to uh, La Grande Bouffe. You know what's funny is I was worried, Doug that this was going to be another sweet movie situation to me and it would hold up, let me finish. And it would get to, it would get to a point where there's no return and I don't have to turn it off. This didn't do that. This movie really takes its time with the muckbane oriented horror.
0: Yeah. And, and there's something just really sinister about this. Like you said, I, I love sweet movie. I think it's uh, you know, another great cult film that falls under, but that was a Belgium film. I did get some sweet movie vibes with this. Like when they're all like puke, like puking and farting at the table and stuff. Yeah. But but in sweet movie, you know, they're shitting and eating their own shit at the table.
1: Dude, I, I got dude sweet movie. I got to about 40 minutes in and I was like, out, you know, it's got good music.
0: I, I really like sweet movie. I'm glad that's discovered now, but you know, that's what happens when, uh, the actress in that film, she lost her citizenship to Belgium because know, of that film. I know
1: because of the fucking pedophile scene, which was already making me super like, oh, yeah, it's it really it uncomfortable. And of course, that scene during the pedophile scene, they're showing shots of fucking candy. I'm like, okay, guys, I get what you're saying. But, anyways, we're really diverting from Le Grand bouf
0: Yes. So, what what I can say about like Grand Boof is, you know, for Thanksgiving uh, when your family's over, just uh, you know, you can buy the Blu-ray or you can stream it on Tubi. But uh, this film also. Really, uh, the shots in it are, are amazing. I think, like, the you, oh, you the white I get a rabbit granny's vibe because you know, I always talk about rabid granny's on here, but uh, just like the shot with the house, and then you get that dim, like, always like. Foggy and all these soupy rain outside. There
1: is a very subtle, subtle sense of surrealism to the film.
0: Well, yeah, with like the big lampshade. Like, I feel like things get bigger there, and then um, it's just like, what was the re- there? I don't think there was a reason because my Tubi, the subtitles were a little delayed. Was that how yours was? Too? Same
1: thing with me. Same thing with me. Yeah, and uh, so I'm like, what? What's the reason they want to kill themselves? They, was, you know, that's all, never explained. They just—they just they never explained, they all they agreed just like, to eat themselves to death. You know what? I don't get dude is. By the end of that movie, Philip is the only one left. And the school teacher who's been fucking all of them and feeding all of them too, the school teacher has seen them all eat themselves to death, and she still walks out to see Philip sitting on a bench with two giant fucking things of dessert that look like tits for some reason, and she keeps feeding him. So I'm starting to think like she's a fucking bad guy.
0: She could be. I mean, that's the motherly effect to it here. But yeah, it was, it was tit cake. And then the one guy um, who had the heart attack, he was eating his own shit. He made shit cake.
1: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he
0: did. Mm Mm-hmm. It took me a while to see that because the subtitles didn't
1: pop up. I'm like, "What the hell is he eating?" If you look at the original 1970s poster, it's very like commenting on 17th cent- or, um, 1700s, like French aristocracy. Oh, like the, the like the bourgeois, the bourgeois. It's it shows like all four of the guys sitting down like bourgeois at a table with their asses showing, and they they are, they're hunched over like pigs, and the uh-huh. Sarah teacher or she's on the fucking table. Next dancing, holding a big thing of uh, food. So I'm thinking, I was like, yeah, this is pretty much taking that 19 or 1700s bourgeoisie and the characters even call themselves bourgeoisie. Take that 70 aristocracy bourgeoisie of decadence and overindulgence to the point that they're killing themselves and just turn it into a seventies French movie.
0: Yeah. So this film, there's a lot of subtext to it, but like you said, the open, the, um, like it, it really takes its time, but I think like, that's the craziness of it. It almost felt like well, what's another movie that we did where it just like builds up the tension. Yeah. Unlike the stuff because we just did the stuff and that one's like there's no tension in the stuff. But in this one it feels like uh it feels almost like Squid Game. Like okay, like Squid Game for example, you know in the first episode it's building up. You know what's going on, but it's just that melancholy of them just kind of sitting around slowly cooking and simmering, you know, around the stove in the kitchen and stuff. It's like, this is going to go south real fast.
1: I don't want to sound like movie hipster douche, but like, it sounds very A24.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. This This is Ari Aster before Ari Aster was even conceived.
1: Exactly. There's this slow building, uncomfortable dread just rising and rising and rising in the movie. So yeah, it's very like, it's very Ari Aster before Ari Aster too.
0: Yeah. Now, would you ever have sex while eating chicken wings? No. And then trying to, you know, but that, but that's sexual liberation.
1: Not to me. I mean, if that's your thing, go for it. But like me, it's like no, that's not my. That's 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 not a thing. It's no, 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 no.
0: That's what lube on the chicken. You just like you're gonna love where this chicken wing ends up, lover.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mean, the French did it. Why not? You know. You know, okay, so another scene here with the shit eat with the shit toilet.
1: Yeah, the shit toilet. Oh yeah, where uh Marcello is walking into the bathroom and the toilet just eruptures of shit everywhere and he's like, The shit, the shit Oh, and he has shit all over him and it's 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 really wild. It's like holy shit, holy shit. Holy shit, there's a lot of shit in this shit. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny is the movie also has this it has this Marquis de Sade feel to it. Mm, yeah, like,
0: like just like the whole tr- feeling of being trapped in one place, almost like Sallow.
1: Yeah, you know, and Sallow is also based on the writings of Marquis de Sade. Mm-hmm. Basically, if it's a European, you're stuck in a house or a giant building, and you slowly go crazy with shit and piss and all nastiness and depravity you can think of inside there, it's a Marquis de Sade story.
0: Yeah, just imagine the cleaners having to go into the house. They're like, man, we came in here, and it's like, there's like, blood and piss and shit everywhere and all these people just eating and then the teacher's probably just still feeding them. Oh
1: my god, no! And at the end of the movie, the butchers are just throwing all the meat carcasses onto, like, the tree and the floor and the stairs and I'm thinking to myself, that's clearly a, some symbolism. I just can't figure it out.
0: it's French symbolism. It's gotta be with the, uh, oh, these Americans don't pay their tips. We put their bodies up there uh, like that. There. You know
1: what's but, funny uh, is, uh, me and you, we've been watching some good French movies lately. Oh, yeah. Devil's is amazing. Devil, Devil's I'm sorry I didn't include that in my post yesterday, I completely forgot. But you know what? Devil Story is like, that's a perfect French movie to get high to.
0: Yeah, well see the thing is uh with Devil Story, hopefully we can do a slashers podcast episode because I'm sure it'll be coming to Tubi soon. It seems like Vinegar Syndrome stuff like after a few months it comes to Tubi. Yeah
1: yeah. guys if you didn't know that so if you want to see a Vinegar syndrome movie, just go on Tubi. It's probably there. So
0: yeah, well, Devil Story. I mean, with this one here, it's it's nonsensical. And the thing is, like the it's it's like the room. It's like the French version of the room. I, I,
1: I, dude, I called it. I was like, imagine if Tommy Wiseau of the Room made a French countryside folk horror slasher film and ended it with a fucking mummy. Devil Story. That that
0: spits uh, neon blue vomit. Oh, neon
1: blue f- vomit. Yeah. Devil and, story, uh, it's and, fucking amazing.
0: Uh, and the bad guy that gets kicked in the face multiple times with a horse, and his face it just, just like explodes.
1: Going, aah, aah, you
0: know?
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's Ed Wood basically French word saying, "Oh, this is skitty." Oh, and the characters will just like grab each other and just keep screaming, going, "Eh, eh," and it just <laughs> keeps doing that. And I'm like, nobody's doing anything, you know.
0: It's someone who hasn't sat down and watched, like, any movies and they just kind of saw, like, oh, Freddy Krueger's big, oh, Freddy the 13th, so let's you just... You said it's
1: like if somebody lived in the countryside and never saw a movie ever and then decided to make a movie.
0: Yeah, and, and just from, like, general stereotypes of what I a hope, movie should know, be. Honestly,
1: this episode, I hope our listeners have had a notepad or anything writing down these movies, like they're writing down Le Grand Bouffe, they're writing down Sweet Movie. Guys, warning with fucking Sweet Movie, okay? And then they're writing down Devil Story, so...
0: Yeah, well, see, that's what I like to do, Coker, and that's why I think, like, it's so fun to have you, like, on the show, because in real life, we're doing this podcast stuff, like, just, like, normal without talking about it and recording it, you know what I mean? We'll talk about obscure movies, we'll, we'll test each other's patience.
1: You know what sucks, dude, is I wish I was on the show last month, because I would have defended, I would have had a cool idea for a, a Halloween Horror Nights Maze, and I would have defended Halloween Kills. Oh, okay. Well, what's your idea for the maze? We got My you know, idea here now for also. the maze is make a maze based on Uzumaki,
0: the hentai guy, right? But <laughs>
1: <laughs> make a maze based on Junji Ito's Uzumaki with the spirals everywhere. That would be fucking awesome. Also, I don't want to get into my defense of Halloween Kills. That that's this podcast. Nobody had that time, so that I would have defended Halloween Kills.
0: Well, you were saying it was like cosmic horror.
1: It, it is when you look at the movie in this weird fairy tale nihilistic cosmic horror sense that it's pretty much this uncanny valley fan fiction and it cements michael myers as this fucking force that nobody can do anything about and there's a sense of nihilism and rewatch the movie there's a lot of shots that show that nihilism where the characters are just looking and they're zoned out and they're just like fuck there's nothing we can do plus halloween kills actually show lingers on the characters bleeding out and crying for their loved ones all the other michael myers movies don't really do that so this movie lingers on the actual pain and destruction that michael causes too there's a lot of good shit about halloween kills
0: well i'll have to probably rewatch it because i remember when i first seen it, i thought it was like um like it's like there's nothing they can do to escape michael myers but run uh, you know um it's like no one runs in that movie and then i thought it was like an uh, it was like an rpg game like when michael myers is surrounded by all the people I'm like yeah like one lady comes out with the iron hits him It's negative two HP, they go back, and then someone else comes out and hits
1: them. (laughs) Yo, that would be a good uh, YouTube video if somebody did, like, like,
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Final Fantasy game, and then all of a sudden, like, they hit one, and then Michael does his power, he takes, like, two out at once. I say, look at
1: the movie in that these characters don't operate like real human beings, they operate like fairy tale human beings. That's where I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of digging this. Plus, I rewatched it stoned as fuck, so, you know.
0: Well, maybe that might be the option, because I remember when I watched it, I was a little tired here
1: but uh so yeah so, so you can see that
0: streaming so like i said with, with uh we'll go back to thanks gorging now
1: sorry a little diversion back to halloween i'm sorry i still have the halloween blues i'm i am sad that it's over man i, I had a fun two months
0: well we got we got a whole other year till halloween comes
1: or halloween ends <laughs> <laughs> he's michael myers what and they come in and he's like he's coming and then just jizz goes ah <laughs> You
0: know I think I've seen that before like I was on Pornhub once and uh I just see like uh, it's the shot of Michael Myers as a kid going up the the stairs and then you say oh what are you doing step bro <laughs> Oh God
1: <laughs>
0: so, oh that'll be the new when Halloween comes <laughs> okay but but as the diversion to Le Grand bouffe Grand I got any closing remarks on it because I could say honestly this film is just they they're not gorging themselves like in my, like uh, in the meaning of life with Mr. Criostro, so it's not like that, where he's, like, eating a bucket of slop.
1: Think of it in a slow-burn, dread-filled, A24, but dark comedy way.
0: Yeah, but the thing that's weird is, like, they're not, like, they'll be, in every single shot, they're, like, eating smally. Like, some lady will be eating a drumstick, another guy's eating, like, black licorice, um, another guy's eating, like, his, he had, like, a fruitcake that he was walking around with. Some
1: of the dishes, I had no clue what the fuck they were.
0: And I'm like this. This looks French. Actually, the one thing that grossed me out was when he was eating those clams. He, they're like, oh, let's have a race, and they're eating the clams, and he makes like this big clam. Like, uh, remember those uh, rubber band balls they used to make in school? They look like that, but just imagine like oysters. Yeah, no, <laughs> well, you know that's a, the French. Uh, that, that's still that's well, escargot is snail. I didn't see any escargot in this movie.
1: Yeah, you know, it's very fucking French. One of the characters, Marcello, literally breaks fucking French bread and gives it to a bunch of kids. I'm like, how more French can you get?
0: Yeah, I know. And then these dogs here, too. Like, uh, yeah, just the dog stuff, because it's like, you know how it's going to end. They're just going to die, and then they're going to be consumed by the dogs, shit out into the grass, the bugs eat it, cycle of life. And then some other other cult family is going to be in there uh, having another buffet orgy. So,
1: man. You made a good call with this movie, Doug. I mean – Thanksgiving, you are gorging yourself, and what better movie to gorge yourself with a movie about gorging?
0: Oh, yeah, and then they go out Black Friday shoppings, too, so it's gluttony on top of gluttony. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, we got to do, like, a, a a consumerism-based horror movie for Black Friday.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, what's, well, I saw Bruce Campbell's in a movie called Black Friday.
1: Bad things about it, dude, but we could give it a shot.
0: As long as there's Karen saying, where's my, I want to return this item. As long as there's that, I'll be happy. Bruce Campbell gives some witty back talk or something okay that, then, I,
1: then I'll be down for that yeah
0: yeah I want to see like a, a movie where like Duke Nukem or something plays like a customer service guy to Karen <laughs> yeah, Karen's like Karen's like my ass you're gonna return this at like, your face your ass what's the difference <laughs> that's what we need we, we, we got to stop firing uh workers if they give Backlash to people. I think you got to hire more of them. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's like Joe's Crab Shack. Have you ever been to Joe's Crab Shack? Where the the waiters are basically paid to make fun of you and berate you. Wow. Okay. They're like they're like you're fucking stupid. You ordered that cold. Might as well just get ketchup on that asshole. And they, you know, you get paid to do. I'd love to do that job. Oh my
1: god. I don't. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Yeah. Uh, well, they need customer service people like that. Imagine going to a store and it's like you're gonna be berated here. Enjoy.
1: And you're actually dreading. You're like, no. You know. Well, that's a, it's a good
0: training thing for people with anxiety. It's like, oh, you want anxiety simulator? Go in there and get yelled at and called uh, stupid.
1: See, no, I, I have a bit of anxiety, man. So I'll be like, I don't want to go to customer service. is <laughs> like, come to customer service. We'll treat I you, have right? Your Hellraiser mug. I have my Slimer mug.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm smacking myself in the head for? And you, yeah. oh, yours is red. Cool. Yeah, they had a Halloween two mug that I didn't buy. Orange on the inside. It was orange on the inside, and then it was Michael standing in the hallway of the hospital. The scalpel. With the scalpel. Ah, I would have won. Yeah, it was. It was at the um, uh, fucking Halloween Town. Uh. Or spirit.
1: Oh, it was not spirit. Okay, I would. Ex- I would ex- imagine that more at Halloween Town in Burbank.
0: Yeah, no, no. I, trust me, I'll get it next time here. But so, would you show this to uh, your? Tatey and your wife and your family on Thanksgiving while you guys are eating.
1: Tatey might like it because it, it gets gross, but it doesn't get overbearing. It mm-hmm. doesn't get overbearing. She might like it, but she would not like the two-hour and ten-minute runtime.
0: Yeah, it was too Yeah, because I, I, I
1: was uh, I was starting to blow Casper a little bit I have to sit down with this one. It is a long fucking movie.
0: Yeah, it, it takes its time. But like I said, if you want to see just. People eating for two and a half hours, and you don't want to see it in real life on Thanksgiving, just pop this in. You know, go into the other room, watch it on your phone. Wax your carrot if you need to, if you like people's asses being on cakes. Oh. And then if you like uh, sex scenes where they're pushing out on people's stomach to make them fart.
1: Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that, too.
0: And there's people making out, so imagine, like, you go to, like, this party, and, like, people are making out in the bathroom, and people are shitting in the toilet next to you, and you're hearing that. Very French, very French.
1: Oh, it sounds it sounds like John Waters meets Judd Apatow. Yeah, I can see that. And then you have little uh,
0: that uh, that clapping music that they always play at fucking Sundance movies, like din, 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 and someone playing a flute in the bathtub. <laughs> uh. Damn art house flicks.
1: Well, do you remember how many of those fucking movies were like in the 2000s And they were they were they tried to be all avant-garde, but they were so fucking annoying, like Garden State.
0: Uh, yeah, Garden State. So I liked Sideways, Sideways was. A Sideways life, had like...
1: some good moments, but Sideways kind of suffered from that too. Mm. Man.
0: Yeah, so that is Le Grand Booth here, and this was Coker's first episode. Thank you. Uh, Thank did...
1: you for having me on the show, guys. I can't wait to be on a main show with Adrian and uh Jake.
0: Yeah. So we had to split it up a bit because and that's 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 the reason Jake came back as well, too, because with with time and stuff, you know, life gets busy and uh, he had to come back. But we're, we're trying to film more episodes early, like combined together. So we have more stuff throughout the month. And, of course, it's fucking December and November, so it's the busiest times here. But, yeah, Coker, we'll get you on the the four episodes here. And, uh, yeah, it'll be fun witty banter through and forth because I got to use Jake's Zoom because this one cuts me off after a little bit because I'm a cheap bastard. It's
1: all right. You know, any episodes possible here? I'm going to give our audience a little bit of a tease. Any possible future episodes you would really love me to be on, like subject matter? Oh, yeah, all of them. (laughs) Oh. Thank you. But my worry is that if you guys want me to watch a movie that I won't be able to stomach, like in terms of the iceberg, Doug, I think I can make it to barely tier four and then I'm out.
0: Oh, the ice. Yeah. If if no one knows, uh, Coker's talking about the, uh, the disturbing movie Iceberg. You could just Google it and, and see what's on it's there. It's already
1: shared fucking everywhere. I was hoping you wouldn't see it, dude, because I don't want you going to the bottom of the bottom. But you already saw it. And I'm like, ah, man, come
0: on. I've seen worse than bottom of the bottom. You know, th- those movies there. I think we had like Faces of Gore and, you know, LPS and, you know, all these other crazy movies.
1: Although, the thing about The Iceberg I didn't agree with was that it puts Sion Sono's Suicide Club on Tier 4, and that pissed me off because that's a Tier 3 movie, okay?
0: Yeah, it's pretty t- – well, Splatter Naked Blood's on there, too.
1: Splat- yeah, you know what? Splatter Naked Blood I can put on a Tier 3 almost to a Tier 4. Mm. Almost to a Tier 4. But, you know, like, they put that on, like, a tier – on a tier I didn't, I didn't agree with. Suicide Club is – if you can handle some of the more grim tones of Suicide Club, then it's definitely a tier two kind of a horror f- film.
0: Well, where do you think things like Barf Bunny? Went? <laughs>
1: that's a that's a good tier four, dude. You know what's funny is that episode I was working and I shit you not, the beginning of that uh, your interview was a scene from Barf Bunny and the girls throwing up. I couldn't I couldn't use my hands. I was stacking bricks at the factory and I started going. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and some of my coworkers are like dude are you okay thanks doug oh
0: well, i'm glad you liked it as uh, felicia fisher says i'm a little barf bunny god it's like oh, they always say grapes are purple mine come out pink
1: Uh, Anyway, Doug, um, I hope we do one Patreon episode in the future where me and you are more stoned than we are right now and Adrian's drunk as fuck and Jake is sober and Jake, and Jake, Jake has to wrangle all of us. Uh,
0: that's more work for Jake on the editing is like, well, this has got to go. This has got to get cut. This has got to get cut. Oh,
1: man. But I could see like we could do like a mock, uh, like a uh, picture for the episode where it's just like me and you with joints in our, in our mouth and Adrian with a big fucking thing of like a giant martini or something. And it's just Jake looking at all of us crossing his arms all like this. And we're like, I'm disappointed in my co-hosts.
0: But that would make for a fun episode. And yeah, I got a shout out to um, Mikey and uh, uh, basically everyone on there. Uh, We got Cameron too. I saw Cameron's been doing Twitch streams of Dead by Daylight. So I got to tune into some of that. Yeah, she's a hide and go eek. But I found out hide and go eek is also a thing at Target. Like, every time I see – so, so Cameron, see? You've made a big impact because every time I go to Target and I see the Halloween stuff, it says hide and go eek for the, for the Halloween stuff. And I'm like, oh, hey, Cameron.
1: All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and its many, many stoned diversions. I am yes. James J. Coker. I guess the new part of Slasher's podcast. All right.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like, honestly, like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not – too bad. I took a little hit before here, but this is the perfect movie to uh, stone to because these people do nothing but eat and eat and eat, and they didn't even uh, they didn't even fumar on the devil's lettuce. Sometimes I
1: call it the wacky tabacky.
0: Wacky tabacky. Well, uh, that's the boomer <laughs> statement.
1: <laughs> I, I like it. So, but yeah, I think you know what's funny is I think if you watch La Grande Bouffe High, you're gonna get the munchies, and then halfway through the movie, your munchies are just gonna stop.
0: No, you just end up fucking a loaf of bread like I did. <laughs> I'm like, man, these are these these lips
1: are dry. I mean, oh, <laughs> oh, you're like, hold up, I gotta go get the butter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta get the butter, the the wax. And uh, speaking of which, too, since we're we're loading off here, we're taking a load like like Grand Mover. They just shit in the toilet and just shit and go and go. It's, uh, you can listen to us on uh, you know on our Patreon here. Subscribe to our Patreon. We got some good stuff. We got a Red Bubble store. Uh, there's awesome shirts there. There's carrot Night of the Carrot Waxers Goosebumps books uh, made by Jake. Yeah, so it's like the Slashers Podcast Goosebumps book, but it's Night of the Carrot Waxers.
1: <laughs> Doug I'm talking about Adrian's book.
0: Toxic Adrian's love. book, yes, last call, a very toxic love story. See that's the thing with Zoom here, it's it, it cuts one of us off here and uh, yeah, so if you want more cheese than if you want more cheese than a French Le Grand Bouffe Wait till you read Last Call, A Toxic Love Story by AID, which is available
1: on Amazon. And our episode is uh, on what streaming formats? Spotify? Spot-
0: oh, yes. All of them. <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Podcasts, podcasts and, and soon to be on Pornhub Podcasts because of Le Grand Bouffe is a fetish film for food. Technically, yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the biggest fetish thing I've seen. So, yes, guys, I hope you enjoyed our episode here. We did diverge a lot here. And all I got to say is, man, this movie will make you want to... Push your entrails back in and make you make you hug your toilet because you're like fuck. Thank you, toilet. You take a lot of <laughs> shit. Bye, guys. And uh, oh, another thing too. Before I forget, Coker. Yes, yes. So uh, with with B Movie TV, if you have a Roku, you can check out B Movie TV. We have great stuff every weekend. And on top of that, uh, Coker is going to be making another appearance as uh, well. Famed Maronica from Don't Touch That Dial. Yes,
1: I can't wait to be Moronica again. Whatever it's going to be. So.
0: Oh, it's Maronica's cooking show. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to stick stuff in your vagina. No, I'll be like macaroni sounds. (laughs) It'll definitely be. Who's saying that? Megan the Stallion? No,
1: no, Cardi B. Was it Cardi B? I thought it was Nicki Minaj. Was it taking? I don't know. The white guy talking here, folks. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know. All I know is like a bunch of like conservative white dudes got pissed off at that song, and they ended up burning themselves in the process. Like what Ben Shapiro did in the process was fucking hilarious, and his like reaction to it, brilliant.
0: Ah, Well, see, after you're done watching your mukbang Nicocato avocado videos on YouTube, you can go to Ben Shapiro reacting to twerking's of uh, Megan the Stallion, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. (laughs) Let's just
1: say that he then started tweeting about it, and he ended up revealing like women don't get wet. My wife never gets wet, and it was like, oh Ben, oh Ben, what did you do? Yeah, my wife never gets wet. Yeah, that's why he has dry rub. That's what's called dry road. It's like that meme with all the white guys in the fucking shorts and the polos.
0: Yeah. And they all like hold their hands like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man.
1: So we're we're going off distraction again here. We were, we were supposed too. To end like five fucking minutes ago, dude. Okay.
0: Okay. That's fine here. All right. So without that being said, you know the ending to the show, right, Coker? Come on. You know it. Goodbye and good die.
1: There we go, good
0: boy. Yay.